Welcome back to the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about a 24-7 prayer and help referral line that Teen Challenge Southern California just launched. No matter what your need is, if you're anxious or worried or stressed, you can call anytime, any day, and a Teen Challenge staff member is there to pray with you. The number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that number is 888-520-0620. We know there's thousands of podcasts out there for you to choose from, and we want you to know that we're grateful that you've chosen to listen to ours today. In the current season we're in, we've chosen to share with you all of the messages that were prepared by Teen Challenge Romania Executive Director Catalin Bachu for our annual staff retreat, which has been canceled. Catalin recorded them in Romania a few weeks ago, and our prayer is that you would sense God's presence and that you would hear His voice clearly through these sessions. Most of all, we hope you're encouraged in the Lord today through these podcasts. Today's topic is entitled, Trusting God for Your Finances. Be encouraged today. Hello, dear friends. Today, I want to touch a subject that is very, very dear to my heart. It's kind of the subject that changed my life, changed my family life, changed the way I view ministry, changed the way I view uh, different uh, offers that uh, I received throughout the years. Um, but it's about depending on God uh, for your income, that uh, your salary uh, should never come or it will come through an organization, including Team Change, but you should always depend on God for any source of income and um, trusting God with your finances, trusting God with that he will meet all your needs and even a lot of the, the want list that we all have in our lives. Um, because once you decide to say yes to, to God, once you decide to say yes to ministry and answer his call, he becomes your employer. He becomes the one that will take care of all your, your details. So it's not the payroll. It's not really uh, uh, dependent on your the, 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 the nonprofit or the ministry or the company that you even with, but depends solely, only on God. So um, I believe with all my heart that when it comes to money, uh, there's a lot of sensitivity. There is a lot of um, temptation. And then there's a lot of open doors for ourselves because we are the greatest enemy for our own lives, but also for the devil uh, to, to enter in. So uh, it's, it's very important from the beginning when you say yes to God, to, that you decide to give your life to God. You also decide that you will give your finances to him, that you also make a statement that, Lord, you are my provider you are the one that will take care of all my needs uh, and will take care of all my family and i will stay focused on you and that's it i mean once you have that you will you will be unstoppable because um uh, finances have a way of uh, de rerouting us or uh, diverting us in a different directions when especially uh, when they come as a source of temptation or when they um, or, or when they come um, as meeting a need, for example, you know, you, we, we need a car, we need a, a bank loan just to, to get a house, but then our payroll is small 
and then there is an offering there is an offer that comes that we start working for a company or whatever so it's very important to uh to understand that it's knowing what your call is and establish that have peace that the lord has called you at least for this season in teen challenge ministry or whatever ministry you are in or whatever field of endeavor you are in once you know that deep 100 in your life in your heart all you have to worry about is that um he will provide he will take care of your needs um listen i i had this uh a uh, message on my heart before the the coronavirus hit um i asked the lord what did, does he want me to share with you when when I, we will be in california and um one thing that was keep coming to me was tell them that i am their provider i am the one that takes care of all their needs and never be afraid so um at that time i have uh, i was not in a worry about the virus i was not in a worry about anything but i was like okay that's this is a great message always that's always a good message to hear from god that he will tell you don't worry about uh, anything i will take care of your house don't worry about anything i will pay your bills that is always encouraging so i was excited about it but i'm sitting in this um, hotel it was a uh, Uh, I think um, about a month uh, not even 5 weeks ago so and I'm reading this news paper in the New York Times so let me share that with you um so here it is I'm reading this article and it says that marriage is becoming more like a luxury good in the United States affluent americans still say i do more in the middle class amid financial insecurity are forsaking the institutions in, and its benefits so uh and then and then the, the the article starts you know the middle class americans are forsaking marriage uh, amid financial insecurity effectively making the institution more of a luxury good enjoyed by prosperous americans The middle three-fifths of the United States earners have experienced the sharpest decline in the marriage rates over the past four decades, decades compared with people at the bottom of the income ladder and those at the top, according to a Wall Street Journal analysis of the census data from 1980 to 2018, the most recent available. This households earn from uh, uh, I think it was 35 to 125 in 2018. So affluent Americans who marry are more likely to pull six figures incomes, buy homes and watch their assets grow. Among people ages 25 to 34, the median wealth of married couples is four times that of couples of life uh, who live together but aren't married, according to the research of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. The divide reflects another facet that to the nation's income gap. the more couples are deciding to live together instead of marrying and strained finances are a top reason many cite uh and to be honest with you uh, i'm sitting on the couch there at the hotel uh waiting to start my session on a, a marriage uh, conference that i was Walter and i were teaching at and and as I, as i'm thinking of what the lord has for you in southern california i run into this article 
and I read this statement who, you know, just kind of uh, cut my heart. More couples are deciding to live together instead of marrying and strained finances are at the top, are a top reason many cite. And, and uh, I realize the temptation that many Christians face today and the trap of looking for financially stability versus to totally depend on God, although they don't have it altogether, although they don't have a good enough income that will sustain all their wishes and wants, they still, uh, they hold on ministry or they hold on, they, sometimes they move on too soon just because they believe they cannot make it financially. And I believe that with all my heart, that is a lie. And because whatever God initiates, he pays for, he finances. So when we all answer God's call, we decide to trust him completely for all provision. We have to understand that once we say yes to God, he is the one that will take care of all our needs. And our trust has to be in him. I mean, uh, that's a statement. Once we say, Lord, I don't know how we're going to get through. I don't know if we ever go to vacation. I don't know if we'll ever replace the, the car I don't know if we'll be able to renew our furniture, but I want to answer to your call. And that is a statement that you understand and you believe that he will provide. Um, now, this is a decision that we should preferably take before, preferably take before we marry. Uh, why I say this? Because think about it. Um, you decide that you want to be in ministry. And then you get you fall in love, which will happen pretty soon after you decide to go in the ministry usually. Um, and so you have to uh, build a relationship and you have to marry somebody who shares the same vision. And if not, it will be a division. So even from the moment you start dating and, and you get to know one another more, you share your mentality about finances. You say, um, when it comes to finances, I decided to trust on God. So I, um, I, I don't make choices based on how much income I'll have. I don't make choices to move on from a ministry that I know the Lord has me because of the finances, although there are a lot of needs in my life, but I will not because I trust in him. Um, so you have to tell her that ahead of time, because if not, I mean, it's uh, can to walk together if they are not the, in agreement, Amos 3.3 says. So you have, to, you have to walk in unity. You have to take that decision before. And um, it's a decision also before major needs occur. Um, you have to, uh, uh, when you say yes to God, uh, there's going to be a lot of needs in our life, but because you already took the decision to depend on God when it comes to finances, no need will remove us from the path that the Lord chose for us. Uh, I tell you, this was one of the best decisions Altitza and I took. Uh, Altitza and I decided that God will be our employer and that we will never, even ourselves, we will never ask for raises. We will never 
um, go to people and say, hey, we need more money. Uh, uh, if, if, if you don't give us more money, we'll move on. We have other offers. Um, we decided that we will only spend uh, what we have. And uh, as a result, I mean, our salary hasn't been changed for the last uh, 15 years. And uh, I tell you, our lives have been so, so blessed. So when it comes to finances, Altiz and I decided that we will depend on God and on God only. And it was the best, this one of the best decisions we ever took in our life. lives. And it's been 26 um, years this year, 26 years of marriage. Uh, it's been uh, 25 years of ministry. Um, uh, we lived in a country where the economy, it's uh, no United States economy. It's not a Western economy. Uh, we've been, um, uh, we had no inheritance and no uh, support from like family or we just, we said yes to God. And once we say yes to God, we also said yes to trusting in him for all the provision. And he was one of the best decisions in our lives. And I, I, can, I cannot be more excited to share that with you, the way it transformed our lives. Um, uh, this, let, me, let me move on here. Provision um, is found in the place of our call. That is a principle when you are walking with God. You have to understand that whatever the Lord calls you, he is also going to provide in that call because the place of the call is the place of provision. And think about it, even like the word uh, provision, provision. Pro means before, and vision is what God has intends for your life. So the definition of the provision, my interpretation is before you even get there, he already took care of all your needs. Now, there's no better pa passage in the Bible than in uh, Genesis 22. And in Genesis 22, uh, uh, you know the, the story of Abraham as Isaac, and uh, he's taking him to be sacrificed up in the mountain. So the Lord tells him specifically about a place that he needs to go. He tells to Abraham, that's the place you need to go. And he starts going that direction now they didn't have the offering they didn't have the animal so even isaac little guy is like okay we're going to a specific place but where is the provision and a couple of times abraham said god will provide when god is telling us to do something he will show up he will do uh, uh, he will be faithful so guess what when abraham uh, got there let me see what happened here. Yep. When Abraham got there, what the ram was already there because God is our provider. God was his provider. He knew this deep down in his heart. He wasn't worried about the crazy thing that was going to happen. He was focusing on one thing, obey God, go to that specific place because he knew in that specific place, God will provide. Because he is Jehovah Ire, and he is one that uh, would provide. So the, um, uh, now, now many people say, um, well, um, but if I choose God, 
and his uh, living a life for him. Never ask, never look for uh, how much money I will make, but only look for peace and only look for confirmation about the ministry that the Lord is calling me. Uh, does that mean I'll have to deny my dreams? Does that mean that we will never be able to have uh, the things that we as a family or me as a man, she as a woman wanted? No. I mean, we don't deny our dreams. What we do is we trust in God's character and we also trust in his timing. I mean, Oldits and I always, for me, the, the reason I left Romania and I, I flee from this country and I risk my life to do so. It wasn't so because I wanted to live in a uh, German-speaking country um, and ultimately wanted to end up in the United States. It wasn't like that. It was because I wanted to provide better for my family. I wanted to always have a home with a yard and a beautiful garden. I wanted to have a cabin in the mountains. It was one of my, my incredible dreams. I wanted to, to drive a SUV. I know that you guys, when I say SUV for you, it's kind of a normal thing because a SUV is a car in America that, you know, if you work, even if you work for uh, McDonald's after 10 years, you can get an SUV, not in Romania. It's like, it's like an American would want to have a spaceship. Ship, uh, ship. You cannot get a spaceship that easy. So it's the same here. So I decided that uh, I, will, uh, I will get an SUV. But now, uh, we, Oldies and I decided that we moved to Bucharest uh, 25 years ago. And um, um, we moved to Bucharest. And did, did we deny a house with a garden? Uh, did we deny that we were a cabin in the mountains? Did we deny that we would like a SUV? Uh, did we deny that we would like to travel to beautiful places? Uh, did we deny that our kids would go to a nice school? No, we didn't. I mean, all we had to do is like, now we don't depend on our income. Now we don't depend on what we make every year and how much we save. Now we depend on God only. And, we did, and because I know God, he loves to bless his, uh, his people and that because he's faithful. I trust his character, but I also trust his timing because I may want to go on vacation now three times, three months a year. I may want to drive now a house. I may want to have a cabin when I be 22 and I end up living there because it's too nice. But no, God's timing is always perfect. And he's so wise. And you know, I won't deny all this. I just trust him. Now, we also have to understand when it comes to provision. God shows up in the 11 hour, 59 minutes, 59 seconds. And it's like, it scares, it scares me. All the time, I got used to it by now. It's uh, it's uh, it's uh, eleven and fifty-eight, and people are like, "We don't have money to pay. We don't have this." I say, "Hey, we still have a couple of minutes. A couple of minutes uh, to God. It's nothing. So you know, let it let the time pass. God always shows up. And think about it. Think of uh, uh, Abraham. He takes his knife and." Uh, he just like, he gets ready to sacrifice his own son because in his mentality, and never forget, the mentality is the, is the wineskin. Uh, it's, God, if, if I sacrifice my son, 
God will show up. He already thinks of all this. And he will uh, um, um, resurrect Isaac. And he will be going back and forth. And, you know, we'll have a little uh, scars here. But he will be back. It will be no more because God can do anything. So in his mind, Abraham knew God can do anything. So he took, you know, his knife. He's getting ready. It's minute 90, 11, 99, 99 seconds. And the angel stops. And, uh, and we many times wonder, why would God do this? Is God playing with his heart? No, it's not about that. It's, uh, it's that the righteousness will live by faith. And God has, does take no pleasure for, for the one who shrinks back. So it's very important to understand that a lot of the timing has to do with God's wisdom, but also has to do with our faith that we have to walk every day, not only a few times a year or, we, you know, back five years ago, but every day we have to walk by faith. And actually times like this with what's going on with the economy right now, it's, it's, it's an, uh, there's a, a time of great opportunity for our faith to grow our faith to increase, our dependent on God to grow more, especially all the bad news about the economy. People are more afraid to give now, uh, you know, are closed down, the churches are afraid, businesses are afraid. God is not limited by anyone and by nothing. So it's for, for us, it's like, I'm so curious how he will provide. I'm not worried about he will provide or not because I know he will provide because it's his ministry. He has me here for this reason. He has me, he has me here for, his, for this season. I'm just curious how he will provide and I know the timing is, is perfect. So um, I remember that for us, um, when we said yes to start Teen Challenge 17 years ago, we, uh, we didn't have an apartment. We, we rent the, the ministry we worked for, uh, rented an apartment for us. And uh, now because we moved on, we decided that uh, the Lord called us. We knew the Lord called us to start the challenge. And it was a lot of confirmation. We knew that deep down we had peace. Uh, there was no money for Teen Challenge. There was no budget. There was, no, uh, there was only one promise that even that didn't go through too much. And it was like, we just didn't have any resources. So now we were, we had to move from this apartment, uh, rent what? We didn't have money for rent because Teen Challenge didn't have a budget. Um, we were like, what are we gonna do? So it was the last month that we were staying in that apartment when the Lord provided in the last, um, minute he provided that we could stay we continue to stay in that apartment it was a miraculous it's a miraculous story but he provided we could stay in that apartment we didn't have to move we still had our own big place you know for the kids it was absolutely amazing then seven years later we uh, wanted to have an uh, uh to do a renovation for the apartment we wanted to stay there but it was uh, all was running down it was uh, uh, we really, I mean, tiles were coming off. Um, uh, we had um, guests in our house at least nine years out of 12, um, at least nine years out of 12. We had guests in our home and, and uh, the bathrooms didn't look too well. And we were like, Lord, help us renovate. So from the moment we start praying to the moment 
what we were struggling with were about seven years that passed. We still wanted to renovate the apartment. Um, we prayed for it, but it didn't happen. But we decided, Lord, you have your timing is always perfect. And you know what? After seven years, uh, his timing was perfect. We didn't have to borrow any money. We didn't have to look for any money. We didn't have to manipulate anybody. We didn't have, it was all provided and we were able to renovate the apartment the way we wanted, an incredible way. And we were so blessed. But now his, it's, his timing was different than what we wanted or what we expected. But you know what? It didn't matter. We didn't, we didn't quit ministry. We didn't, we didn't say, well, because it didn't happen in two years, we, we need to move on. We need to uh, get a better job so we can, you know, I can provide for my family. No, we'll talk later about uh, that, that trap. I mean, the most important thing is that we walk humble with God. We understand that we're depending on him financially for every need we have in our lives. And not only need, but all the ones too. So when uh, another, another principle I want to touch with you today is when you decide to focus on your call versus your need, because you can focus on, on your call or you can focus on your need. But when you decide to focus on the call, your passion reignites. Because uh, what happens is focus, and you see a uh, uh, magnified glass here, focus ignites fire. Focus determines fire. And it's clear in Matthew 6.21, for your treasure is there, your heart will be also. What you value, what you care for, what you preoccupied with, that's where your heart will, will, uh, will go to. So what are we preoccupied? What are we focusing on? Uh, and I'm not saying we don't see the need. You, the need has a way of screaming at us. But we don't focus on the need. We focus on the call. And because we focus on the call, we, our passion will be reignited. Um, now, there is a principle. God rewards when we seek his first seek his kingdom. Uh, and I like uh, Solomon prayer. Um, and, and let's read this together. Solomon, uh, since um, this is your heart desire, he asked for wisdom more than anything. And you have not asked for wealth, possession, or honor, nor for the death of your enemies. And since you have not asked for a long life, or for wisdom and knowledge, to govern my people over whom I made you king. Therefore, wisdom and knowledge will be given to you. And I will also give you wealth, possession, and honor, such as no king was before you ever had, and none after you will have. God honored his request, Solomon's request. And because Solomon was focused on, Lord, Give me knowledge. Give me wisdom. I just want to, I want to be a good king to, to rule your people with wisdom and have discernment. The Lord not only give him that, but he gives him a lot more. So we have to understand that when we seek, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, I mean, he will give us the desire of our hearts. Um, you read in uh, Psalm 37, 4. Take delight in the Lord. Focus on Him. 
his heart on him, your mind on him. Make every thought captive to Christ and say, Lord, you call me. Lord, you know my needs. You know them so well. I will continue to delight in you. I will continue to delight in your call. And the promise of God says that he will give you the desires of your heart. And what another great promise is that you, we all know in Jeremiah 29, 11, because the Lord says so clear, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And this is the plans that God has for us. Although, again, we look at our payroll, we look at our income and we get, Lord, will I ever be able to send my kid to a good school? Will I ever be able to have the kind of furniture I like? Will I ever be able to have a nice little garden? If I look at my income, no. But you don't I don't depend on the income. I depend on you. I want to delight on you. I want to focus my heart on you. I want to seek you first and your will first. And I don't have to worry about the rest because you love to bless me. So in times of needs, and this is... Um, when it comes to Teen Challenge, when it comes to, to uh, have a salary from Teen Challenge, there's a lot of needs and time of need is kind of always. So in time of needs, stand on his promises. You know, build, build more your faith than your finances. Focus on to increase your faith more than, than to look for ways of getting uh, an income. Because, you know, again, never forget, he loves to bless his children. And our job is to believe his report. And if you look, I'm going to give you some Bible verses that are encouragement for me. They've been an encouragement throughout the years. In Psalm 73, 26, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Every time we, when we see a need, we say, God is my portion. God will take care. God will provide. Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He is the maker of heaven and earth. With one word, with one word, he creates something out of nothing. With one word, he creates, he turns a, uh, uh, like a need or uh, into enough resources that you can fulfill that need. Another Bible verse is Psalm 121.3. He who watches over you will not slumber. Uh, in Proverbs 10.22 says that the, the blessing of the Lord enriches and he will not be followed by any curses or by any problems because when the Lord blesses, it is blessed. And uh, our trust is in that. Another uh, Bible verse is 1 Samuel 2.7. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He is the one that makes it happen. He humbles and he exalts. That's why I trust in him. And he usually exalts the one that is humble. Now, to depend on God with finances, you got to die to yourself. And I wish I could tell you, you have to die to yourself one time. And I even wish I could tell you, you have to die to yourself, yourself a hundred times. No. You have to die to yourself every single day because every single day there are needs. Every single day we compare with others. Every single day we, 
we receive a news that one of my colleagues or one of my friends, or one of my cousins, uh, and I remember that person. He was like, he was even, he was not educated. He was dumb. And now he just has an incredible income. So there's a, there's a, uh, uh, turmoil that comes, there is anxiety that comes. And then this kind of like, you start uh, wondering, uh, is it me? What's going on? Then you have to remember, no, I have to trust him. I responded to his call. I'm focusing on his kingdom. I'm building his church. I'm, I'm taking care of the call and, and, and stay in the destiny that he, he, will take care of my needs. He will show up. He, and because you die to yourself, and that's the, 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 the purest form of, um, of humbleness is dying to yourself, dying to your wishes, dying to your wants, dying to your um, thoughts that, you know, they go crazy in your mind, is you die and you say, Lord, I stand on your promises. Um, and uh, I thank you that you take care of me. And I thank you that you will take care of all the needs and all the things you already know about my life. And I stay focused on you as dying to yourself and uh, stand on his promises. Believe his report. Romans 8, 31, 32. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? With other, with other words, if you read this well, is, is if God give his best, if God he gave his best, he gave his only precious son to die for us, how much more he would give to us when we just stay focused on him, uh, delight ourselves in him, uh, stay faithful and, and uh, on the course that he called us, how much more graciously will give us all these things. And we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, that this is what you do in, in our lives. We believe that. Now, um, I want to I wanna touch um, a very uh, a subject that is uh, uh, change our lives when it comes to finances. Think about it. We don't deny our needs, don't deny our wants, our wishes. Uh, but what we do is we turn them into specific requests. We turn our prayers into specific requests because we are to ask when we pray. And uh, uh, where do we know this? There's a wonderful passage in Matthew 20 where the two blind men were sitting by the roadside. Uh, and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Not too specific. Very like, uh, Lord, uh, provide. Lord, take care of me. That's, that's the general, you know, uh, request. And then look what happens. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet, but they shouted all the louder, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them. And then he asked this, what do you want me to do for you? He heard them say, okay, we want to, you just, you just have mercy on us. Okay, I, I'm having mercy on you, but what do you want me? What, you prayed to me, you, but now what are you asking me? What 
specifically do you want? And uh, they answered, Lord, we want our sight. We want to see again. Jesus had compassion on them. He does and then touched. Not only he cared, but then he did the very specific things that these guys asked immediately that he received their sight and follow him. So it's very, very important to, to ask specific. I want to go a little deeper here because, see, in 1 John 5, 15, and it's good to have a little theology behind this on why we ask, we have to, should we ask for specific things. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired um, of him. So the word ask in Greek is the word aiteo. And the word aiteo means to be de determined, means to be steadfast, adamant, decided uh, in requesting, and even demanding, assisting, meeting tangible needs, like basic needs, food, shelter, money, and so forth. Uh, now, this is not about being a beggar. This is not like some, some religious says that, you should be like a worm, you know, kind of crawl on the floor and say, please. No, it's not, not the beggar, nor demanding, nor arrogant kind of request. Because there is two extremes when we just like, oh, you know, oh, if you're merciful, if you could do this. Or also, hey, I know you can do this. Do it now. Those are two extremes. They, both of this, they don't portray this, uh, this image. Because the old word, aiteo is often used to portray a person addressing a superior who speaks out and prays boldly on out of, with authority. Because when we pray, we speak with boldness, but with great respect. And we do have to know that uh, uh, the way we ask is very important. The way God wants us to ask is very important. And if you look at the word petition from the same Bible verse, is the Greek word aitema. Actually, it's from the same word aiteo. Uh, but now it has a specific, and that's what it means, a specific, precise, detailed request. This request is, um, it's, it has, um, uh, like I said, details, yeah, in, in depth and comprehensive, and there's no room for misunderstanding exactly what is being asked for. You don't ask for... Um, um, uh, a couch. You say, Lord, give me furniture in the house. You ask for a couch that costs uh, $1,200 because you already went out there. You liked it. And uh, I remember that uh, uh, one day that's what happened to us. We went and saw a table and we wanted that table so much. It had, uh, um, uh, let's see, four, six seats. It was massive wood. We liked it so much. It cost more than, uh, um, I think, 10 months of our income from the ministry. And we, we knew it was impossible. We had four little kids. Um, we couldn't save any, any dollar, but we liked that particular one. I don't know why, we, we, why the things I, I like and we like, they, they, they have a they're kind of a pricey thing, unfortunately. I don't know why is that... Uh, but uh, it did, so it wasn't the first time and the last time. So we went there, liked the table, and then we went home. I uh, put uh, things on a piece of paper because I always had a list, and uh, I wrote the, the date of the prayer request. I, rate, uh, I wrote the table. I wrote the money, how much it cost, um, 
and then um, uh, and then I we start praying for it. And uh, one day I think uh, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how many weeks or months passed, but uh, it was unbelievable because I think Altitza received some money from somebody. And it was exactly like it was just for her. It was like I'm, I'm, I even forgot where she, where she it wasn't from a ministry or anything. It was like from some friend, and it was very specific. Um, uh, they said it was for you, for her personally. But it was exactly the amount of money that the the table cost. And of course, Lisa said that's what we've been praying for. We need to uh, to get that because the the petition was. Um, was Aiteo um, petition or the Aitema Aitema petition was very specific. It was uh, with a price on, it was a date on, and it's very important that we do that. Actually, it builds our faith more than we we we. we, we and and based on what we just uh, read, on what asking means, on what uh, petition means, if you paraphrase First John fifteen, um, it says, and if we can be confident that God can hear us, regardless of what we ask or what physical or tangible need we may want him to meet for us, we can be sure that we will have a yes to the specific, exact, explicit, detailed request that uh, we desired of him. That's how powerful the word of God is. Now, question for you to consider. Um, I won't be going, I won't be reading all this, but uh, when you pray, are you specific about what you want God to, to do? Or are you praying mostly general? Uh, what do you want God to do for you? Can, it ex can you express it, can express it in clear terms? And uh, how about after this, uh, after you're watching this, you, you stop, you open a file on your phone or you probably some of you already have it and write specific prayer requests uh, with specific needs the specific amounts of money um, they had to do with some of the things that from from your some past years some of the some of the needs they are recent some of the things they are about the future and what you want but start praying about it start making that specific list and you'll be surprised because you already have the list, but then what you do, you focus on his kingdom and, he, and, he, and the call he has for your life. And every time the devil comes and say, listen, nothing will happen. You'll have to get a better job. You'll have to get better income because hmm, uh, ministry is different. Ministry is not going to cover everything. No, ministry indeed will not cover. It's, it's not normal that I will go to, to my board and, and say, listen, uh, I believe I should get more. It's, uh, that's entitlement. That's what, what you do is ministry is not able to. You'd rather want to use more money to do more for people, to uh, open more centers, to invest more in people. Because God doesn't have a money problem. God will provide. And, and he's not limited uh, by only one source a source of Teen Challenge or other. No, he's unlimited. And I love that about him. And, and he surprises me every time. So we'll answer this question. Make a list for yourself. Now, uh, after we make the list, after we trust him, some things don't happen. Sometimes, like I was, I was saying, seven years, seven years until we renovated. Um, a lot more years until we were able to purchase something. 
um, the last moment, everything was in the last moment they showed up. But it's worth, it's worth because I look back at my life after 25 years in ministry and I tell you, I, am, I, I would do the same thing over and over again, by far, with no regrets. I mean, I, um, I look at the, at the list that we did when we started Teen Challenge. I made lists, specific lists. I even made a list saying where geographically where I want Teen Challenge centers to be. And they were, people were coming to me and they say, I think it's wrong because those areas are expensive, are by the airport, it's towards the Carpathian Mountains. You should look for uh, uh, cheaper places, bad neighborhoods because it's affordable. And I said, no, I want actually to pull them out of there and I want them to put them in places where they can uh, see a different world, they can see a different future for them and they can see different opportunities it'll be easier for the volunteers to have access it'll be easier to uh, for when we have guests from the airport instead of keeping them in the car for two hours uh, get to the center so we prayed for centers in this very specific area and now we have two center fully paid one you if you remember the story was one million dollar think about it one million dollar i'm from romania we i cannot count one million dollar I never had uh, $300,000 in, in our account. Uh, like the other, but it's all fully paid. It's the, the God provided this miraculously. So the beautiful thing, I cannot cred take credit about it. I can take credit for making a list. But what is making a list? Making a list is a joke. Making a list is like anybody can make a list. Not everybody can provide uh, for you know, millions and millions of dollars. But you make the list, starts with that, and it's, it's amazing. And I remember when I started praying for a chalet, chalet for our Teen Challenge staff, a cabin in the mountains that we can send our people when they are tired, when they want to celebrate, when they... And I, I went through that uh, beautiful uh, mountain resort, and I, that was 20, uh, 24 years ago. 24 years ago, I went to that uh, uh, resort, and I prayed, Lord, give us a house here that we could just uh, have the staff, have ministers going, and, and it would be a retreat center. And now we have it. And it's an incredible place. It's, it's just amazing. I, I remember another thing that I remember is I prayed specifically for uh, a brand of car. Um, uh, when my wife did, her car wasn't working, and we had an old car, and I started praying for a car, car and I, I specifically prayed for a Volvo. Now, you have to understand, um, it's, it was just a prayer request, but it was specific. And, and I even wanted to, I remember that I sat in somebody's Volvo and, and after I got out of there, I said, Lord, that's going to be the model I'm going to be praying for. And um, uh, it was, um, uh, I said, uh, not even a year later that we had a Volvo for her. So it's, it's amazing. I, for myself, I pray for a, a SUV, for a Land Cruiser, and I received the Land Cruiser. Um, for an apartment, I pray that had the little courtyard that I can have a garden and I can go out and grill and watch the star in the nighttime after I come home from ministry. Now we have it. I mean, it's just for our daughter. When she was little and she was telling us, Daddy, I want to, I, I think I will study in the United States. And I went, are you kidding me? How can you, 
uh, study in the United States costs a lot of money. And I said, listen, I believe with you. Let's fast together. She fasted. She prayed. She did all her homework. But we knew financially we couldn't do it. And we prayed for a great school in the United States, specific. Uh, and uh, she's a graduate of that school now. And she's in a master. So it's, it's amazing. But they don't, again, they come in the last moment. Uh, they come when you don't accept. When you don't expect, it comes from different sources, but it's the same. It comes from the Father, from one source. And He is my source. He is your source. And that's why we should be dependent on Him and on Him only and focus on the ministry, focus on what He called us, and never be anxious about anything like Philippians 4 says. Be anxious about nothing. Uh, every time I talk to my mentor, uh, most of the time I talk to him, and as Pastor Ron Brown, I, many times I share with him different things and uh, his words are sounding, are, are, they are already tattooed on, on my both ears. And, and in the heart, it says, be anxious for nothing. Uh, pray, bring your petitions, petition, never forget, something very specific, very detailed, in-depth. Uh, and then with thanksgiving, thanksgiving is powerful. Thanksgiving is a sign that you believe God for his word. You already think, thank him for something that he will do. And that is pure faith. We present request and you say thank you and you move on. And uh, so don't, don't get in a hurry. Don't get in a, don't pay. Another principle is don't make choices based on your, um, on uh, your financial offers. Um, uh, it's, uh, that is very, very important because it's easier said than done. Uh, and and when, when the rubber meets the road, that's when it gets tough because you have, you have a long list with specific things. Um, you have a lot of needs. Um, and then so um, there is sometimes the devil, uh, sometimes simply life comes with different offer, offers. So uh, I remember that uh, one day I had an offer to lifting challenge and uh, uh, join uh, another ministry. So it was ministry for me. I was like, oh, it was, it's God because it's another ministry. But I was paid 30 times more than I would get to at Teen Challenge. Now, 30 times more, it's, a, um, it's something that gets your attention a little bit. Uh, and, uh, but I tell you, you may end up going to a place that God doesn't want you to go. Uh, so for a short period of time, you can get 30 times more. But uh, Psalm 20, 127, verse 1, it says, unless the Lord builds your income, unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor, labor in vain. So it's very, very important that it's not just, we don't take decisions based on uh, financial offers, but we, we just... We take decision based on God's call. I, I still remember today, there's a guy that I know, he left ministry um, for a better, to pursue um, something better for him. Uh, more money, business. Uh, that was 20 something years ago, 22. Uh, I tell you, to today, he still struggles. I can, we cannot compare. I mean, I've, I've been so blessed and I've been, it's like, I can't even explain and he still struggles and he went for a better thing and but it's not about that 
You want the Lord to build your house. You want the Lord to take care of yourself. I mean, I want to, I remember, and, and if you're not in a hurry, if you wait, and if you don't make, fin- uh, make choices based on financial offers, you will see God's miracles. Uh, I, one day I wanted to get in a hurry. Many times we want to, we kind of want to surpass God. We don't want to wait for the timing because, uh, you know, we have an infinite capacity to deceive ourselves. So one, one day I was looking at uh, uh, the 12-year-old car that my wife was driving. Uh, it was having a lot of problems. The doors, one of the doors was not opening. It was elect- electrical problems. It was still making noises inside. It was some failures, a couple of times major failures. Uh, engine failure. So I thought, okay, Lord, please, you already know I need a car. I knew we couldn't, we couldn't go to a bank. We, we could not um, uh, qualify for a bank loan to, to get a car. So I was like, Lord, please, you know, I just want, I want this car. So at one point I was thinking, I'm going to call a couple of my friends that I know they can help me borrow uh, money that I can pay slowly in uh, five years, probably that or 10 years. Uh, and I wanted to buy a used car. So I was struggling with that. And when I was struggling with that, I said, Lord, I need to fast uh, because it's, it's too much. I struggle and I cannot, well, we have to be very vulnerable, very honest with God. He already knows. But we say, Lord, I, I want it. I'm in a hurry. I really want this. And in a way, I don't even, I feel like I shouldn't even ask you because I'm afraid you will tell me no. So I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this. I fast and I pray. Then the fasting really made the difference. So I remember that I was coming from the Teen Channel Center one day. And, and in the car, I was praying in, in, uh, praying in the spirit, praying that the Lord will lead me and thinking of the, uh, the car for her, thinking of uh, where should I borrow money and what, you know, what would be the plan. And then uh, I hear this inner voice powerful inner voice that could only be holy spirit and says that do be anxious for nothing do not worry about the car uh build my church build my people and i will build your house and i tell you i'll never ever forget those words uh, i got filled with the joy i got filled with peace I, I, my faith was strengthened again. I went home and, and I didn't say anything. I said, the Lord will provide. He will do a miracle. And guess what? Like I was saying, months later, you know, so we were driving an incredible Volvo that I didn't have to pay for. And it was unbelievable. I mean, not didn't have somebody paid for, but it was uh, for us. It was a gift, a uh, blessing for one of my friends, and uh, he didn't buy the Volvo because he knew I was looking for a Volvo. It was, uh, it was a friend of his that was selling it. It's unbelievable how the Lord orchestrated even the details. So um, it's, it's, it's amazing when we experience, when we stay focused on his call, it's amazing what God does. Another, another a little story, and I'll, uh, I'm, I'm uh, getting closer to, to the end. So in half an hour, an hour, I'll finish. No, I hope not in five minutes. Uh, but another story is like the, the engine. I had my Land Cruiser in because it's a 25-year-old uh, uh, car, 26 now. But uh, two years ago, uh, the engine failed completely. 
So uh, I had another friend that sent to the ministry $10,000. Uh, and um, the, the Toyota dealership says to, to fix your engine, it costs $10,000. So I was like, oh, maybe God provided $10,000 so I can fix my engine, so I can still have the Land Cruiser. But then I didn't have the peace. When I asked the Lord, Lord, is it a good decision? I didn't have the peace. I felt like the money was uh, supposed to go to the, to the in people, not in the, in the engine. Although I needed the engine. So I said, you know, I will, there's no peace here. Not do it. And um, uh, for a few couple of months, I drove different vans, different little cars, and just kind of struggling a little bit. But I waited. And long story short, um, I met with a guy who knew another guy that uh, brought us an engine, engine from Germany, used engine. But it was like an excellent engine. And so another friend of his, uh, mine, paid for the engine so i end up having the engine replacing the engine and then when i was throwing away the other engine somebody said let me take a look at it they took a look at it they fixed that engine so now i have two engines for less than one thousand dollars spent for this because my other my friend paid for for the engine from germany but i tell you now we didn't spend money i waited didn't, uh, wasn't frustrated. I just waited on God and his timing. And as a result, it was unbelievable what he did. So again, when you depend on him financially, that is the best thing that can happen to you. Um, and uh, closing down with, uh, with this, we are not working for an organization. Uh, that's, that's the mentality I have. I'm not, I don't work for Teen Challenge. And I will never work for any ministry. It doesn't matter for how many ministries I will work. I will not depend financially on anybody, but I won't be dependent on my father. And, and for me, the, the story of the prodigal son and the words of the father cut my heart when, when the older brother told the father, why did you have to cut the fat calf why did you have to do all this party and and i've been with you all these years and you haven't you didn't throw up any party for me you didn't cut any uh, you didn't do any barbecues and now this lost son of yours who lost who who uh, just destroyed all all your money and now you, you throw out a party for him and the words of the father was amazing they were amazing and he touched my heart in a deep way. It says, hey, you, you, I was with you the whole time. Uh, everything is mine is yours. But when were, you asked me for something and I didn't do it. So it dawned to me, many times we, we do things for God, but we don't know ways. And we think that God somehow is, is in debt and is so lucky to have us and he will provide no sometimes we have to, to understand it's a co we are co-labor with him and as sons not 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 um uh workers for him we are his sons we go to him and say father i want i want a barbecue tonight i want uh, that cow i want i like that one over there and i like this this type of tri-tip that i wanted and then i want uh, this van to be brought there and and i want it to be on the beach i wanted to have this party on the beach do you think the father after you being faithful, after you being focused on it, will say no. And even if he says no, he always says something better, a better party in a better location with a lot like more in mind. So bear with him because it's gonna, it's gonna be fantastic.
So no, we are not, I'm not working for an organization. You are not working for an organization, but for our father. The second thing, mentality we have to have when we depend on, on, on him financially, that we are not depending on a salary, but we're depending on his blessings. Uh, and then we're not building our career, but we are building his kingdom. And uh, I'll tell you, 20, um, 20 feet, 25 years in ministry, 17 years of Teen Challenge, um, could never apply for a bank loan. Uh, we live in, in an apartment, has a beautiful terrace that I can build a beautiful garden. And I already started building a beautiful garden and, and watch the stars in the nighttime. My, my daughter uh, graduated from the Biola University in Los Angeles, which uh, we could never afford, not even 10%, not even 5% of that school, not even uh, 2% of how much that uh, tuition costs. And so uh, we both drive good cars. We, we traveled in over 30 countries. We had amazing, amazing holidays. I mean, in, in amazing places on this earth. Uh, we were able to be a blessing for so many. Um, I tell you, there's no logic to it. There's no uh, financial planning on it. It wasn't that it was, we stayed focused we, uh, on uh, just his call. Uh, we waited for his timing. We made specific prayer, even, even the places, even the vacations we had, they were very specific. We put names there. We, um, and even today, I pray right now for a very specific vacation in a very, very nice place, very expensive for anybody on this earth. I put it there. It's on the list for, for many years. Actually, I wanted to take Otiza there last year for the 25th anniversary. So I started praying with a couple of years before. It didn't happen. So on my 25th uh, anniversary, I really wanted to take Goldies on that island. And I was hoping we would be there, going there for a week. I prayed. I've uh, asked specifically. I even asked for the period. And, uh, but it didn't come. It didn't come. So uh, did that, does that, you know, am I going to be frustrating and take another offer? No. No, God is always a better plan. And, and he, he, he just like, he knows so much more than we know, and so much he has so much better plans for our lives. So we're trusting him, completing him. I'm working for him. He's my father. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not on his payroll. I'm. I'm. A, he. Uh, whatever is his, it's mine. So stay focused, guys. Stay focused. Depend on him. Trust him for with your finances. Uh, work for him and for him only. Uh, make sure that all the prayer requests and everything, they're written specifically. And we just continue to stay focused on the call he has for our lives. Stay focused on being faithful in little things. And we will watch miracles. And our faith will grow. And our dependence on him will grow. And it's all about that. Because the righteous will walk by faith. And uh, it's a privilege to, to, to serve in the ministry. It's the greatest thing that can happen to your life is to say yes to his call and uh, to depend on him. It's, a, it's an amazing privilege. And I'd rather depend on God than any, anyone else on this planet. I'd rather depend on God than on Bill Gates. I'd, I'd rather de depend on God than on any other person on this planet because he's a good father. He's a good, good father. Guys, an honor to share with you. Love you. 
Thanks for tuning in today. We really appreciate you choosing the Teen Challenger Southern California podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, do it today. It's easy. Go to wherever you get your podcasts, click on our icon and hit subscribe. A new podcast filled with godly encouragement, spiritual instruction, and teaching comes out every Tuesday. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there, and we're so grateful that you chose our podcast today. Be encouraged.